I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, my brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution. This episode that you're about to listen to, it's long. I'm asking you to stay with it the entire journey because we get to listen to an incredibly beautiful soul sharing from a divine masculine perspective Um. His journey of healing and becoming sovereign, we discuss sovereignty, healing, childhood wounds, betrayals, politics, race, critical race theory. Um, I mean, we discuss so many things in this episode for this time, for you, for me, and for him, for all of us. And this is Evan Flory Barnes, someone who, and we'll hear the story, you'll hear the story, someone who... I loosely knew 20 years ago, I would go listen to Evan play music. This, he's an incredibly, um, he's an incredible musician. I was going to say anointed. He is anointed. He's just, he's an incredible musician and someone who from his soul expresses music in a beautiful way. And this episode is very profound. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And Brother Evan, thank you so much. And I hope you all enjoy. All right. My brother, I am so... Guys, everyone listening, um, life is funny. Time, time is unknowable. And yet, forever is but a moment. And maybe a moment feels like forever. Because Evan and I... I played music with you at one time, had the, mm-hmm. had the blessing to witness you play 19, 20 years ago. And then out of the blue, you see Lori's video that yep. I did with her. And then yep, yep. Connect and here we are, brothers. Thank here you for are. coming on, man. Thank oh, you. It's my honor and pleasure. Luke, thank you so much. Man. It's a real joy. It's, and so it's cool. such a trip. <laughs> it is a trip. It's a trip. It's a trip. You, out of all the people I've connected, this is the this is the biggest trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> life, life is psychedelic, man. That's the mm-hmm. more the more. It's psychedelic. Yeah, it's psychedelic. you know, it's, it made me think of this is a dear friend of mine a long time ago. Her and I were having this hang around town, just driving around, and something you said just a second ago. She's like, "It's like forever and no time at all." And I was like, and I, and I named a song that is a song that was instrumental and then now I sing it. And so it's like, a, so yeah, absolutely. So cool. Never so no cool. time at all. Uh, brother, so tell me about your story. Where, I mean. Oh, gosh. Grow, growing up and everyone listening, I mean, pl- will, I will put your links, your music, everything, your, your YouTube channel, everyone. Evans, a musical 
Chandler. And and his music is phenomenal. It's so and it's like the oboe. That's how I look when I hear you sing, oboe is my favorite instrument. Mm. Just that warm, rich mm. tone, just like, oh, oh wow. man. And it's like so that. beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank so, you. Yeah, thank brother. You. Thank that's, you. That's gorgeous. That's man, that's a, that's profound. You said that for not because one of my deepest influences musically is in in, in time is the music of Maurice Ravel and Debussy. And often those themes, those melodic themes played on an oboe, mm. especially when they're played, they, they pierce and they soar. And at the same time, they soothe. Yes. And I, you know, and I, I mean, because a large influence is also like, you know, cats like Curtis and Smokey who sing high. Yeah. But the, but then drawing off of this oboe, which is such a such a resonance, it's such like, a resonance and such and such a it's such a direct and indirect influence, and so that that would get that make, oh that makes so much sense. Oh, that's cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, brother. Thank you. So share share your story of of your life, brother, and just oh wow. So it's born born here in Seattle, Washington. I'm in Seattle, Washington. Um, grew up. I'm still in. I'm still in Seattle in the actually like probably a five ten minute walk from the, my birth house. Wow. wow. And that's a profound thing in itself. Just mm. uh, feeling the changes in contrast to feeling the home. And so I. You know, Seattle born and raised, like went to Martin Luther King Elementary and McGilver Elementary, went to Washington Middle School, Garfield High School, went to the University of Washington. Wow. I've done a lot of traveling around the world and little short stays here and there, but, you know, getting out to New York and whatnot. But for the most part, mm. I've been uh, rooted in Seattle. And it's been really interesting on so many levels, you know, I, the son of educators, uh, my mom for a long time taught at Bellevue College, then community college. My dad was a counselor at um, uh, uh, the University of Washington. Wow. Academic counselor, a uh, lot of, lot of, of, um, and then on the other side, there's also, you know, my grandfather was on my dad's side was a preacher. Wow. His wife a first lady. And then my aunt, my grandma on my mom's side was a teacher. Um, so I like to say I come from teachers and preachers. And, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and, oh. and and also a lot of artists, mm. a lot of a lot of artists, athletes, athlete artists on both sides of the family. Wow. And so, you know, the first thing I want to do is play, well, first thing I want to do is be a, uh, a cartoonist, comic book artist. Then I was a basketball player. Then I started playing bass. And I remember it was uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Under the Bridge. Yeah. Was, that inspired me to want to play the bass guitar. And then shortly after that, the upright bass. And then 
this big giant world of music just opened it up and then all and then so it's funny because I was always a tall kid and then I I uh I started playing basketball like I was always like like center size height I was like I was about <laughs> six two in the eighth grade wow and then, and then wow. through high school I just shot I just grew an inch so it's almost like the universe had it's like you know it'll still be a, still be a taller cat but you know, you don't need, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like you had a good run. Yeah, uh, we don't need you to be like, you know, he wanted to be six, nine, six, ten, so he plays center. But now right. we've seen this world of music open up. And so that's sort of this general way. And then to get deeper into it, there's always been, oh, for me, there's always been this. Connection curiosity it can be to like to why we're here to being here to spirit to you know growing up and having both my grandfather's church which was the ame church oh, and then yeah. also my mom's background which was and actually it was interesting her parents allow let their children choose their religion she chose her catholic roman catholic upbringing wow. so i had both like the clapping hoots and hollers of the black church. And then yeah. I had the grand organ music mm. of the Catholic church. And so when I think about my own aesthetics, it's like early on, it's both of those. Yeah. And so I think there's always been this, like this connection to it's been this 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 curiosity question and inquiry question about spirit, mm. about meaning, about art, about relationships, mm. about witnessing, um, both witnessing moments of my, of like, and this is as I've matured and gotten older, this holistic being able to see things from this holistic space of remembering these tender moments with my family, hmm. but then also remembering the moments that were impactful, that were negative, that were in the dissolution of my mother and father's relationship and the, and the negativity and heaviness I witnessed and hmm. in my dad's drug addiction. But then I, one of the ways I've like looked at that was like, well, if you put my, a man, with my sensitivity into the Vietnam War, yeah, him coming back with a crack addiction is is all right mm -hmm. on yeah. a grander scheme of things. Yeah, relative yeah. scheme of things, it's like, but so if there's always been this this uh, this search, this quest, this, at the same time, also this like knowing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like looking up to the sky as a little kid and just going like, I don't know if it's what these people with all these rules and limits and, and negativity are beating upon me, but I know that it's not just nothing. Mm. And I know it feels like myself. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, six years old feeling this. And I mean, this is, I feel like I'm 
you know, <laughs> weaving around, but that's. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I see it, brother. It's interesting. I know, uh, I know the AMB church up in Capitol Hill, the big, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, uh, some videos for them when I had my marketing agency, um, and help them raise money and, and sitting in there with, I don't think, did they call him the bishop or the, definitely the pastor, you know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so much rich history in there mm -hmm. and so much history. Um, and then also having a Catholic family of my own on my dad's side, I know that, that, um, wait, the reverential quote unquote order yes ceremony and yes. and so yeah that i can see even um and uh, actually in in on your being a black family in a catholic church is not a common thing right well it's so interesting that's the other that's actually i'm glad you said that because that th also questions of race culture identity yeah. Because my mom, if you were to look like my mom comes from, and this, you know, and one of the things that I've been working with is, is, you know, there is such a, one of the things that, that in this era feels overlooked as far as cultures because of, is there's so much nuance and richness inside Mm. the American cultural story. Yes. That as far as the narrative that, that has been beaten down of late, it's, it's these, it's this, it's this, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a vile and narcissistic take on yes. race, culture and interactions of, you know, my mom. So my mom comes from Los Angeles her parents are from, her dad was born in 1898 and her mom was born in 1908. I got, I, I have wow. memories of them being alive. I was like 10 when they, when 10, 11, when they died. Wow. Um, so I have memories of them. And my, my grandfather was from Lake Charles, Louisiana. And my aunt was from Oklahoma. Then went to Arkansas, then went to Arizona, then went to Los Angeles. And they were both people that, um, like my grandfather from Lake Charles, Louisiana, like had this, they both were what could be considered passing hmm. uh, back in those days. And they had, but, they, but, but that also meant that they had this richness of like Native American, uh, uh, European, black, black kind of hodgepodge mixture. And yeah. then they came together so my mom and I remember actually being a little kid and my mom being of a of a lighter complexion than my dad mm. and then you know and then back in those days they had the people rainbow and the people rainbow was just like a sort of attempt to like try to classify whatever the whatever you were and so it was like I was like well my mom and my brother's also of a lighter complexion than I am so it's like before my sister came around I'd be like well, my dad and I are black, even though we were closer to the brown, but I knew we weren't, we weren't uh, Latino Chica or Chicano or uh -huh. Mexican. <laughs> so, 
And then my mom and dad, my mom and brother were closer to the white. And so in my little kid logic, I was like, well, this is what, this is what we are. But you know what I always remember actually, and I remember profoundly about growing up here in Seattle was like, you know, there was, the, 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 I grew up and still it's like this. I, it was a rich community. I yes. grew up around Filipinos, Tongans, yes. Mexicans, yes. black folks, white folks across. And then when you get to other parts of the country and you get into the richness of like, of like other cultures, like, you know, this idea, this, again, this narrow idea of whiteness or blackness, you know, right. this, this, it, right. it's when there's just so much richness inside communities and just histories of, even when you get past the Mississippi east of it, you get in these nuances, in these nuances of cultures in New York, cultures in yes. Boston, cultures in Chicago. Like it's it's Cleveland. It's so much more rich. And so, I I recall growing up with this richness. So in a way, also a profound influence in my life, especially musically, has been this 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 reckoning of like here's this imposed limitation of, of race. And I have these memories. I mean, it's probably is part of my story, like being a kid and loving America. Hmm. First thing I wanted to be was president of the United States. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. learned the president's forwards and backwards. You know, wow. I learned about the revolutionary war. I, George Washington was my guy. I remember I would dress up. I dressed up as, like I remember dressing up as George Washington. I remember dressing up as Abraham Lincoln. I remember dressing up as the Pilgrims for Thanksgiving. Wow! And there was this love of this essence. I want, and then, and then I found out that like, I remember finding out like, like I thought in my little kid logic, which is always profound. I thought, okay, you do all these things, you learn about the presidents, and then uh, George Washington was a general, so I'm going to become a general. Hmm. And then I'll become president. And then I realized, like, I remember reading on the side of Cheerios box that uh, they elected the president. And I don't know why that, like, felt discouraging to me. It did. Hmm. But then I remember, and actually, if I think about it now, you know, sometimes when you perceive from this moment, like, what was going on at certain times, what was getting in your spirit, that would make that a deterrent. So. But then I remember hearing about, because I went to Martin Luther King Elementary, and hearing about like all the struggles mm. of of black people and civil rights, and then doing my doing my study of that, and then so it felt it felt there was this soul born with this love of America, and then I was hearing this other side of a story, and then mm. I remember in fourth grade I had this little moment of of. Uh, of uh, black militancy. But then in fifth grade, Christina Olsen was the most beautiful girl in the world. <laughs> and that didn't make any sense. That's so good, yeah. And so, and actually that feeling, and then the feeling of listening to like sound gardens outshine, because that's the other thing about like, you know, so-called, like, again, especially in this, in the sort of, and what I'm recognizing is that part of the narcissism that's come from the wound of racism in the American context is a natural response to a, to a wound, to a trauma. Yeah. 
at the same time, it's also, as I've learned from my codependency recovery stuff, yeah. that don't mean you entertain it, especially if it's coming at you. But that being said, what, what I started to recognize is that there was this feeling. And that same feeling I felt when I was six looking up at the sky and the same feeling I felt when Christina Olsen was the most beautiful girl in the world in fifth grade and the same feeling I felt when I heard Sound Gardens Outshine and then I had this thought, I was in seventh grade and I had this thought, oh, I'm a black kid, I'm not supposed to like that. And I, and I, just, I just said, no. Hmm. This feeling right here, and I knew it. I knew it as more important than all this BS. Yeah. And it's so important for you to connect to this feeling as much as possible. Mm. So. <laughs> That's beautiful, brother. It's, it is the beauty of humanity. Mm. It is the beauty of humanity. I, I have never, so growing up in, I grew up in Marysville, up north yeah. of Seattle and, and, and I did experience racism. I did grow up with uh, Nazis at school. My best friend was Samoan. And um, I mean, he was provoked to get in, to join the minority groups. And I've always been like kind of a little tanner guy so I could hang with the groups, right. you know, or the minority, I could hang with a white guy, whatever. And I was, in, I was an athlete, I was a musician and all these things. Um, but I remember this skinhead picked on my buddy um, and punched him in the back of the head. And my buddy beat him so bad. Uh, he was unrecon. He's probably, I don't know who the guy's name is, but he's probably still unrecognizable today. It was so violent. And, and growing up with that and then the violence in my house, the violence and the, the craziness of my life, but also being in these, seeing these things and not like going my, when I was in elementary school, my best friend was Filipino and his family owned the, um, the teriyaki place, Jace Teriyaki. Mm. Oh my gosh. Go there. And I'd go to his family's parties and, and I've never understood truly and not in an ignorant or like, um, let's see, not pie in the sky. Not like, Oh, we're all going to, you know, bumper stickers and rainbows. And sun. Right. I mean, I've never understood one time how, people miss the beauty of humanity. I don't understand. It's so, it's I, it, more colors, mm. more, more, more mm. sounds, more notes, more music, more mm. orchestra, more, I mean, more. And I've never understood. And right now it has to, it has to come to this so that people finally let go and say, ah, oh, more. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what are we going to do? Constrict it down this. I've never, I started this podcast um, to combat what I was calling re relational relativism. Meaning if I treat mm -hmm. you different than I treat myself, or if I treat you different than the way I want my wife treated, then eventually if I come into more power than you, then you have to submit to me. And if you Ooh. come into more power than me, then I have to submit to you. And that Ooh. always leads to conflict. And, and Solomon said, uh, in Proverbs, he said, only by pride cometh contention. Mm. So there is no contention mm. when we're 
humil and we're in we're in humility and and humble and 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 humility has nothing to do with agreement. Humility has nothing to do with belief structures or philosophy. Mm. Humility is just man listening and embracing yeah. and like holding. It's yeah. like man, I will I will stand for you as much as standing for me because without standing for you, I'm not standing for me. I don't under mm. I've never understood, and I grew up. questioning everything as well everything catholic side jewish side of my mom's side also evangelical and this even like religion was everything there is no breath thought day um gathering where religion the judgment of god the the do's and don'ts were not steeped in my present consciousness mm. But it created so much confusion because I would see the violence. I saw the, the hypocrisy. I was wounded beyond wounded, all mm. these different things. And music, you know, it's just funny you say music and I'm so glad we're connected. And, and even our story of my memory of you and where yeah. I saw you, music is the only thing that saved my life. Mm. The only time I never understood, like, <laughs> I would get... I would be attacked at any time, anywhere growing up. But I started writing, I wrote my first song when I was eight years old. Mm. And I'll never forget, it goes, da, 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 da. I mean, just like, it's yeah. a, uh, just a little tune, but I wrote it and I'll never yeah. forget this song. And, um, and I would start, I would get these, I would wake up, I'd have a song and I'd go down the piano and I'd sit in the piano and I never, I was left alone. Mm. And I was on the piano. It was those, this was weird. It was almost like God had put this barrier over me. Like, do not touch the sacred space. It's the only thing. Mm. And, and everyone listening, I was telling Evan, when, when I attempted suicide in November of 20, uh, 2002, then I go and become a recluse and start studying and searching for truth and, and stop hanging out with friends. And I no longer partied and I stopped drinking and I stopped doing all these things. I was depressed. I drove an hour south from Marysville to Ballard, Washington, and I'm just putzing around by myself, not sure what the heck's going on. And I see the sandwich board for live jazz music. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I walk down these like <laughs> cross of literally you cross the tracks. <laughs> you you walk down this little like old brick wow nasty look i mean it wasn't anything nice and you walk down and right when you turn the base of the stairs you were on the the bay of the water in puget sound and the sun would set and here was evan playing music with the, these trio and i felt like i was home man mm. i would sit there by myself i didn't even have any money i couldn't order anything i remember they did you know like I, I barely could, they started charging a cover. I forget what it was like five bucks or something cheap, you know? Yeah. And, and that's all I had enough just to get in there. And I would just sit and sit and sit. And I, I would sit with you guys till the very end. Yep. And music had like music and people. And, and then when the Bible talks about like the senses, like, um, our prayers are like incense. Our praises are like incense to God, that God breathes in and he loves that, that space. And then I think of music that creates space. And like, 
I also look at people as that, like humanity mm-hmm. are notes and, and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and it's okay to have that suspended cord and tension mm-hmm. as long as you don't leave it just like right. that, you know, to resolve. And anyway, I just shared that I totally resonate and it's a beautiful, it's that all these awakened souls right now are realizing that we've never really fit in the world that's that's passing but that's yeah. where we've learned mm-hmm. who we are and who we're not um yeah you know you know who Absolutely. you're not that the militant the militantism that's yeah okay, that's not you you tried it you test it right. okay that's not right yeah and we're all coming back to this loving space brother yeah it that's profound you say that because I've, I've been you know this last in his last several years, and when I really think about it, like, oh, and so what, 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 I, what I feel like is so profound about recalling those bait house days is how. You know, I think there's a way in which we go through, I know I, I know that I can own this for myself, like there's a path of yourself, or even when you're doing a certain work that, you know, there's like, um, like I think what I went through was because I was a artist in tune with like, you know, getting in tune with, with with my sense of spirit and self. And, you know, it's like, cause if I look at like, you know, so I remember, you know, having this profound connection and then, you know, watching, watching PBS and watching my first Wayne Dyer program hmm. and being like, Oh, okay. That, that he's talking about, He's talking about different angles on spirit and philosophy yes. and authors and musicians. And that, that's, that's resonant. So like, remember carrying that into the world and those feelings, but there's a way in which like, there's a, a kind of, sometimes this word has a negative connotation, but it's like a not a naive way of being in who you are. Hmm. Even when you've gone through, familial traumas and and if in those imprint you there's something and so these last several years i've been sorting through all this adaptive baggage from relationships that i did not know Mm. were actually abusive because I was the dude writing, like I was taking, it's like, and it's funny, I was taking all my spiritual lessons and the lessons I learned in forgiving my father and all this stuff. And then I was writing these tunes as to show like, I'm healed and I love you and I forgive you. But there was another part of me that was like, and it was a, it was a warrior part. It was a, it was a, 
It was an underworld guard part. It was like, uh uh-uh. No, sir. And you're going to get this lesson again, and you're going to realize, like, no, 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 no. This is unacceptable. This is not who you are. These adaptations, these shrinkings, this weight that you've put on. And so these last, like, five years, like, I went through a cataclysmic breakup. Hmm. Like, uh, an insult to injury breakup. Hmm. Like, uh, it was, but at the same time, and this is, this is that I recognized, like, it made me recognize, like, oh, man, like, throughout my 30s. And again, you have moments of clarity. It's like sometimes things can sound dramatic. Like, throughout my entire 30s, yeah, yeah. I was bogged. It's like, no, of course you have these moments where there's good moments and you're hanging, everything's good. But there's right. this, but it's like, I, be, I became aware of this signature. It's like, where... there was this filter Hmm. and it was this filter of relational trauma that I didn't know was relational trauma until this cataclysmic breakup with a person that was in my music community and that I viewed in my mind as having, you know, sympathetic and resonant beliefs. Hmm. And oftentimes where I've been, hurt the most, and that was one of the re- things I recognized, is when where someone on the outward will have this, you know, will have the same sort of, but then de- deep down there's something. And so that sent me into this, deep, this deep, like, like, almost a second phase of like, like, hold on, what have I been doing? What I've been allowing, where I've been pressing myself down, where I've been muting myself, where, why are certain things, why do, why do certain things I had access to at 25 in my own self ownership and in heart feel harder and I feel more beat down at 37. Mm. That was at that at that time. Yeah. And so, you know, I and I began work with a therapist. And the thing was, and that, and that deepened this, you know, I was already doing like this inner work, but at the same time, I was also like, I describe it as like, I was this inner work power lifter and I got an injury and I was, I was freaking burned out and I was trying to lift through and it was like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you, you, you gotta, and that began to deepen this, this recognition of like, this dynamic of two, the two forms of trauma adaptation, narcissism, unhealthy self-obsession, and codependency of healthy obsession towards others. And I just started to recognize and I just started to just go in really deeply. And then as I was doing the therapy and as I was doing my own uh, heart work, all these things that all these things that I adapted to these relationships, these bands, even these mindsets of being a musician. Yeah. They started to become intolerable. Mm. And then uh, 
three, almost three years ago, I put on this show called On Loving the Muse and Family, which I would love to actually send to you because you showed that vulnerable hero thing. And that show is, is like my take on, yeah, I, I take, so I have a, I have a character in that show. The first half is like this sort of representational of like my psycho-spiritual relational philosophy. Hmm. I play, I, I host the show as a character named Nathaniel Dean Watts. It's a combination of Nat King Cole, uh, Dean Martin and Alan Watts. Oh, wow. that's what I'm talking about. That's my style right there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was this beautiful show. I It's like a 50-person show. I had this soul group, The True Loves. I had a, I had the Moosh Boo singers, and the Moosh Boo was something that came from this, this relationship, the cataclysmic breakup relationship that described innocence and tenderness and sweetness. And then I had a group of like soul singers. We call, I called them the traumatics wow. because they sang to the parts of the soul that were in need of love. Yeah. Uh, and, and there was this big, huge show. And what I was thinking in my mind was, okay, here's my healing. Here's my coming out. Hmm. And I'm about to take this and take this all over and do this thing. Uh, I did the show and not so after a day, it was three, did three nights, four nights, four sold out nights. The next day I received this message and uh, this person did this narcissistic smear campaign mm. on online. It was just like, and so, and then, and then I watched people act as if they hadn't known me for 15 years. Wow. But I was equipped because I had done all this work. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Because I knew where I went. Yeah. I knew the grief. I knew the love. I knew the artistry. I knew and I became aware because that work also hit men in a profound way. Like I was, I watched two cats who went through, one went through a heavy divorce. One was about to go through one. They were holding each other in the bar and crying. So when people were trying to tell me, oh, you're a, I was like, no. Yeah. You know, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like this owning of this warrior and this guard. And then there was this like complete, like, upside down turn of my relationships mm. and going into this sort of solitary space and even seeing this like like I went to New York for like a couple of months and there was this invite to this more 3D world and that still didn't resonate. Yeah. And so it's so there's been this return and there's been this sort of clearing out of like this baggage and getting to this this essential and this, I'm gonna say this like, the claiming of it. Hmm. In contrast to the, and the owning of it, in contrast to the, a, a naive being of it. It's this, it's recognizing like, that 
you can own the dues that were paid, the internal dues, the artistic dues, the work. And what's interesting also about that whole experience, even from 2016, dealing with the cataclysm and, and, and the betrayal, and then having it doubled down in 2018, was when this COVID stuff hit, I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> I, was already, I was like, look, I already right. had the dissolute. <laughs> That's <was> right. Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. In 2016 is when my he- real healing, I hit bottom in 2016. And, and so I'm just tracking with you on timeline too. Is, yeah. Yeah. And 2018 is when I finally went, I was still suicidal mm. and um, really – really into in the darkness and a buddy is a Navy SEAL calls me one night and by myself, the kids are in bed. Uh, my wife was, um, I think down listening to Celine Dion in Vegas or something like that. She was really excited about this trip and I'm laying there on the couch, like fighting the thought to take my own life. And I get a call in the moment from my buddy who's a Navy SEAL and he's crying and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what is happening? And he's like, Hey, I just, I'm at this emotional intelligence training and, and I thought of you and I want, I think you need to do this. And we talked, we caught up. We, I told him finally, like what I have really been enduring my whole life. And he tells me, and I go down there and truly brother Ooh. in 2018, I had a born again experience. Mm. without any religion whatsoever or any narrative of do's and don'ts or this or that or believe this or believe that no it was it was let it out fucking let it out let it out until you have nothing literally you can know that there is nothing wow brother so I'm tracking with you exactly oh, on the timeline, 2016 and 2018. <laughs> and people say, 2020 is rough. I'm like, actually, I'm having the time of my life. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I've been chilling. Yeah, this is I great. Know, I'm, I'm home. I'm <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Well, and that's beautiful. Mm. That just, there's so many layers of that that washed and hit mm. me. It's like, mm. yeah. I mean, the first one, even being like, yeah, my buddy Navy Seal, he called me crying. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, that, like we, we talk about like challenging and changing like an archetype. Yes. Oh, you know? he was the archetype. I mean, I joke around with him. The first time I met him, I was down in San Diego and he picked me up from the airport. I was doing, uh, another buddy introduced us and we go down there. The first time I ever met him, I, it was the, I've never been looked at. Even in my own home with like wanting look someone looking at me like they're gonna try to kill me or kill me. I've right. never been looked at like he looked at me, which was I'm not going to kill you. Right. <laughs> it was like you you are not a threat. And I'm like, whoa. It was a super I've never been looked like it was like wow. your soul will continue today. Yes. <laughs> you know, serious cat, a real serious cat. Um yeah, and having him have the humility to, to to call and and that and that I don't mean to cut you off and you're sorry I just yeah no the, the, the humility I, mm. I wrote today on Instagram um to ascend ground 
Yeah, I, I, I sent that to my dear one and I and I and I thought about that on so many levels too. That mm. I that resonated. That, you know, and it's funny, sometimes grounding yeah, it's like a couple of things that come up. Like one is I've been one of the things also about going through what I went through in twenty sixteen and twenty twenty. Is I'm just gonna say I see the fucking narcissistic dependency fuckery of the whole <laughs> lockdown COVID narrative bullshit. Yep. a mile away. Yeah, because when you've gone through the 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 uh, the, the abusive fuckery, even yep. when it's disguised in I know what's best for you, especially when it's disguised in that. No, sir. That's right. So, 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 oh, that's out there. That's right. The, the ground, it's like, you know, when I start to think about, you know, with all these different souls awakening and opening up and, you know, diving in and, you know, I, I saw there was that, you know, Laurie's been talking about it and then like, you know, this this, this deep feeling and and then you know there's a couple of bombs that feel good dropped that were really potent and like mm. and and really resonant and but one of the things i start to think about in grounding is also allowing because when i start thinking about this 3d to 5d energy one of the things that i think about it from my perspective is that the 5d can embrace the 3D. Yes. The 3D can only imagine and muse or even hold to this pedestal what the 5D is. Mm. But the 5D, the 5D can go, hey, you wanna, you wanna be pissed? Be pissed. Yeah. I love you. Yes. You wanna be, you wanna be, 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 like there is no, there is no judgment. The 3D stuff is, what do you mean there's no judgment? You're 5D. And it's like, it's like, it's like, no, it's like, that's right. So in the idea of grounding, cause, 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 uh, I was having a, a conversation with my dear when I was like, they were going through just dealing with some bullshit from someone. Hmm. And I was like, and I, and I let the tone come out. It's like, no, what you, what you, what you, what you need to do is be like, you're going to be this. And, 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 and it wasn't like, it was more the tone of, because actually one thing that sh that show kind of gets into is there's all these dimensions of the self and all these selves within a self. Yes. That you can access and you can access creatively, and we have our, we have a tough in ourselves. It's like, especially in encountering abuse, because I know this, and this is this is actually something really profound. One of my biggest like hangups especially as I started to encounter a, a certain spirituality, which actually makes me wonder about as things have been, as veils have been lifted. As I found this part of myself trying to always go to forgiveness and understanding, hmm. but lowercase letters with quotes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not and 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 but what my soul was saying is like 
No, you this the person, the being isn't wrong or evil. Mm-hmm. But their behavior sure is. Yes, right. That's right. And you need to get fired up and you need to give a damn about yourself. Because there's a because there's this paradox because it when we misinterpret, like I say, it was this misinterpreting of forgiveness, acceptance, humility. There's all these sort of I had this sort of remit like and that was doing all this damage. And it took this cataclysm to be like, no, yeah. in caring about yourself. Because there's this weird, it's this weird thing. And it's like, like, sometimes I think like, you know, when I think about humility, it's a sense of rootedness. Hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. this sense of like abiding in like, in this calm, quiet joy of the self as you listen. Yes. As you receive. Yes. As you welcome. Yes. So it ends that like, it, in, it's, it neutralizes that power dynamic because there's this abiding quietly. And then the active principle of that is confidence where it's, it's allowed. Hmm. And yes. they're the inverse of one another. It's not, but what I was doing at a certain time in my life was like, because I was here, because like I was wrestling with the fears of, I don't want to, I don't want to be this, I don't want to be arrogant, I don't want to be uh, this, the spiritual, this, the, the spirit, but like, like the judgmental God got replaced by a judgmental spiritual whatever, and I started to like, yeah. instead of letting it out. Yes, let it. <laughs> out that you know um it's I've, I've talked a lot about this um to the victim mm. only a victor or an abuser or a perpetrator tells the victim do you forgive and what and in, under that tone of right and wrong the polarity of 3d is well if you don't forgive you're wrong and the person who wants to be good says well i don't want to be Wrong. I want to do right. So, yeah. But what that does is transgress our own sovereignty. And mm-hmm. here, here's what I wish the entire world could be seen through this lens. When I studied, I was telling you, I'd go to Seward Park and I'd study with my brother, uh, Shmuel Brody, Rabbi Brody, and we would study and I would study these deep Hasidic and Kabbalistic safers. And I would because I had already read the Bible. I was already a preacher. I'd already read the Bible seven times cover to cover in the King James Version. I could give you a dissertation, all the denominations and the, the this and that and Wesley and the Armenianism or the Calvinism. I, I mean, I was already like, okay, I got all this. And so then I was started with my rabbi friend and getting connected to more of my Jewish side. And I'm starting to just go deep. And something radically rocked my world when it comes to forgiveness. They said, the word love I had this idea, first of all, I went to an ayahuasca ceremony and I realized that because I was afraid that those closest to me would kill me. Mm. Non-hyperbole, truly Mm. afraid. Mm. I had a sheath up around, first I was walking armor, Mm. but then I, I backed it down to a sheath, a very thinly veiled sheath. But my wife said, 
I feel like you say your love language is words of affirmation, but you're a bathtub with a drain missing and I can't fill you up or the plug missing in the drain. I cannot fill it up. And it caused rejection in her. Like her love is not sufficient enough. And what a terrible thing to make anyone feel is like, no, your love's not enough for me. Right. And, and so the second thing after rejection is always resentment and from resentment grows all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, discord right mm-hmm. um and so i had this realization that the greatest act of love i could give her was mm-hmm. to finally receive her love mm-hmm. so this is profound for me in this moment and i was to give is to receive to receive is to give i mean it was just like this this contrast in one truth and it was just profound so i was talking to my rabbi friend and I was sharing it with him. I mean, I didn't tell my, I went and sat in ceremony, but I said, hey, I had this uh, realization um, about give and, and, and love and receiving. And he said, you know, that's interesting. He said, the word love is ahava in Hebrew, which means to give. Love mm-hmm. only gives. Mm-hmm. And to forgive, I'll stay on this point, to forgive. Mm-hmm means to love as if it never happened. It does not mean to accept the behavior mm-hmm. because all behaviors have consequence, which is the universal law that there are laws that, that lead to it. But we can still, like I, I say this all the time, Jesus, not one time, there's not a verse that said, I, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. He says, Father, forgive him. Mm-hmm. Stephen, who's getting the first martyr in Acts, getting stoned, says, Father, forgive them. He doesn't mm-hmm. Hey, I forgive you, perpetrators. No, it's that love. May you, may you experience the unconditional love as yes. this act never happened. However, you must no longer continue this act in my yes. presence, right? So it, it's not contradicting, it's yes. different planes. And Yes. So I guess I just understand what you're saying. Yes, there is a, there is. And what I was talking to this this gal yesterday who reached out for coaching, I said, what sovereignty is, Mm. is when you say no, Mm. it is no. Mm. There is no discussion. There is no, Mm. there is, that is, when I say Mm. yes, it is yes. And what she said, well, what about when I say no, because she's in this abusive relationship. And I said, no, you're saying no, 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 no. That's not sovereignty. I'm saying when you say, when you come to that place and say no, the reverberation around you, just the frequency field, is just. Yeah. And that's yeah. what this time, this is so beautiful listening to you and connecting with so many beautiful souls is we are waking up to our sovereignty and saying, yes. no. And it's creating this, this yes. detonation yes. In, yes. in a radius that we probably can't even conceive. Not just on this planet because there's galactic, the whole. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. All creatures are, oh, oh, are, yeah. are looking at us saying, liberate it do it they weren't born in the 3d polarity of this plane we were we were made in the image of this divine love and light in this dense darkness yes just finally say cast it off and say yeah no 
Now, I just thought about this, and I have never thought about this. Now I don't know if anyone has ever said this. And, uh, and at, the, at the in the and at the and, and to uh, and to honor the the uh, the uh, third dimensional disclaimer uh, <laughs> at the risk of being corny. I never realized that no backwards is on. Hmm. That's good. It's on. It's on. I'm turned on. No. Hmm. It's on. Activated. On. Activated. Yes. The sovereignty, that word has been the word. It's been the word of the, it's been my focal point. It's shaped everything, but like, it's on. No. Hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Are you? Because because also if I I think about like and turning on and and activating and like and you know it's you know you recognize like I recognize how. It feel it. You can feel all these things be coming up to the surface and being uh, and being alchemized and harmonized. And you know, I I I, I sometimes like to view it as like in the alchemy sense. Sometimes I like to view it in like the sense of like a piano being tuned to itself. Yeah. Um. And I find that. More and more, it's again. I think when I think of sovereignty, and I and I think, and I've been doing this kind of, you know, I, I when I look at, you know, and recognizing the theme of of just becoming aware of codependency, hmm. and you know, I I and how in my most uh, recent songs, you know, all my songs have to do with this especially of the most recent time have to do with this idea of sovereignty hmm. and this relationship to like, I, I like to think of them as they deal with that dance between the dimensions, hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, like there's a song I have, it's called nah. <laughs> and I wrote it. I wrote it like, Right after just the 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 BS of like of watching so-called friends of mine uh treat me as if I was like a perp mm. on in the online sphere. And it was it was it was such a trip and but I you know the the lyrics to that go you know and it and it, and it also speaks to like this sort of cultural environment that's bit, you know, like this acquired, this acquired narcissistic dependency that that social media yes. has helped has helped uh, exacerbate and bring forth, but also from another perspective has helped bring out of us. Yes. In another way. Yes. Um, but you know, it just kind of you know, I, I the lyrics goes, you know, I'm not going to be the one who 
I'm not going to be the one who puts you down. Back up, you narcissistic clown. You post for woke points on the internet uh, with no skin in the game and empty bets. Hmm. This is a cat who is like, it's like, you know, just that vitriolic internet bully. Yes. And then another person's like, you know, this is developed, you know, a purveyor of this narcissistic wound narcissistically wounded race narrative you know it's like yeah i'm not gonna be the one who blames but we're done with all your toxic games your career is built on outrage guilt and shame propagating a philosophy that's lame hmm. and the chorus is are you always so cruel when you don't get your way like a petulant child who needs love in the worst way wow and then the the bridge is forgiveness may be hard to come by Carrying all that pain inside. It can be so difficult to heal when all you've been through is real. But you got to own and claim yourself, your sovereignty and mental health. Just remember who you truly are. A cosmic beauty with earthly scars. Wow. <laughs> and then the outro lyric is, wow. I can't protect myself with this knife in my back. Wow. So, all these songs have been, and I've been performing wow. these. My, you know what? My intention is to, you know, it's been weird. There's also this tension between. I've been inspired by yourself and so many. Just like, okay, I want to talk about my songs like this and perform them and just get them all on some platform, probably yeah. Instagram, just to start. Yeah, uh, because. You know, like in this, I, I, I've been running into like, you know, the, the codependency crumbs of, of not let, of withholding and not letting it out because mm-hmm. of, you know, one of the traumas that was, that I'm clearing out and alchemizing was having such a profound show and putting it all out there and then mm-hmm. watching this, this, uh, this like total distortion, but at the same time, what it let me know is, I mean, and we don't have to go, could go here, but I mean, when I look at the environment that's trying to double down now, and when I think about like what takes over people, and I think about the acquired narcissistic dependency and i think about there's a way in which it's like well of course that happened Hmm. and it's almost like kind of like you know like it's one it was a it cleared things out but it also was like there's a It's a sovereignty. It's weird, you know, because it's things like liberty and sovereignty. They sound, they're so, you would think, isn't that what you, isn't that what people want? To feel sovereign, to feel free, to feel, and when you, and when you see this double down of like, and with both adaptations, whether it's narcissism or codependency. Yeah. 
I mean, because there is this wounded kid. Yeah. yeah. And in, in that, and, 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 and I feel like this is where compassion all caps comes in. Hmm. And I just said that now it's like, and it's that balance, you know, it's like when you feel that, like, well, if you're acting from a child, a wounded child, yeah, not a free spirited child. Uh, well, the dependency or the narcissistic insistence of yourself makes total sense. But it's just, it's, it's been profound to watch in the world this, almost this resistance. Yeah. On a, on a sort of, I mean, people are waking up more and more, but this fear of sovereignty. Yeah, yes. There's well, offense, there's offense to it even. Yeah. It, I mean, what is this? A lot of people have woken up from the child trafficking and all these things through this movement. Well, what is the whole message that Jesus comes and delivers? And, and he says, unless you come to me as a little child, yeah. you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And the world has made that as whatever, the church and religion and Rome, and they've corrupted everything. God is saying, and I don't even mean to, for anyone listening, you don't have to take that. What that teaching is, mm. is unless you go and heal and liberate and hold and unconditionally love that inner child that you once were, that little boy that you mm. and I once were, the little girls, that were, the mm -hmm. little child, that person cannot ever enter the kingdom of what? Yes, yes. Love and light. Yes. It's not a off this planet time. This is on no, this planet time. Absolutely. That's why Jesus says, pray uh, at, on earth as it is in heaven. Bring yes. this fifth dimension to this plane. Yes. And one of the things that I am, I did this podcast, uh, podcast, I gave a TED talk last year, seems like forever ago, but breaking the cycle of child abuse. Mm. The most heinous, and I, I don't even understand, there's not another word yet I have. <laughs> It is such a heinous concept to teach adults that it is a moral virtue to strike a child mm. in the name of love. Mm. Now think of the billions. Not I'm not even talking about the sexually abused children because that's another well, level of, of soul yes. loss. But yes. the anytime a child is afraid. The soul, it's like a split second of, am I safe to stay in my body or not? Oh, and not. And when that hit comes, they separate. Now we have a whole bunch of people who have lived in so much fear. Because I guarantee you don't obey authority unless you've been beat. <laughs> I'm yes. sorry. No one just willingly listens to these, these, these narcissistic, tyrannical, 
fools that cannot even articulate a moral virtuous sentence to inspire humanity to be the best version of themselves. It's all, oh, we have to do it for each other. That, this is not humanity. This is slavery no. in the highest yes. order. But look at how many people have been spanked mm. as children. Now you're seeing the results of, of people mm. who have not dealt with that trauma as children. And they say, mm. well, and you can justify it all you want. Well, you know, I'm tough. I'm this. Yeah, but you're still afraid to speak who you really are. You're still mm. afraid to let it out. Just. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And this is what's so fascinating is this time God as father energy, the masculine mm -hmm. and the healthy divinity that is coming mm -hmm. is like this giant hug that mm -hmm. is so they're resisting, they're fighting, they're you know, mm -hmm. they're gonna double down, they might triple down, they might come knock on our door, but it's gonna come to the very last second where it's finally. Mm. Are you gonna submit? Are you gonna submit yeah. to love? Are you gonna surrender to love? Um, Absolutely. Right, there's the I I trace it all back to the heinousness of striking children. What does a child want when we're young anyway? Do we want to be hit? No, we want to be held. Yes, we want to be acknowledged, listened yes. to. Someone takes some time and acknowledge. You know, I have three yes. beautiful children, and I guarantee. I mean that, and it, yeah, my up my healing is you know I quote unquote spanked our oldest a few times and just killed me. It was like not, it was like me killing myself again in this weird way. And I stopped in my second and my third never got touched. And and it was never done violence or anger. It was not like what I had come from, but I thought it was like the right thing of like, this right. is what a parent is supposed to do to these yes. children. And I yes. thought I was doing virtuous when in reality, I know when my youngest is, is throwing a fit or she's a little spitfire pistol and she'll, and she'll storm to her room and close her door. When I go and just open that door and say, can I come sit next to you for a little bit? Can I just, I mean, I could cry. It's, yeah, it's getting me. You know what she never says? She never says no. It's like her, it's a melting. Can I just mm. sit next to you? And I do, and we sit. I don't even say anything sometimes. I just, mm. I love you. I'm not asking you to love me because mm. I don't need your love. This is unconditional from me to you. And if I need your love, then it's conditional. It's codependent. It's it's the lack of, you see that it all comes back to the dynamic. And we brother i love talking to you i've it's so funny you say like you love this guy. i i'm wearing a shirt right now that says patriot under a cable knit sweater <laughs> and, and this is like i feel like my two worlds even I, like i've like god have you called me to be a founding father because i feel the fight to stand and 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 really be like the Thomas Paine to mm. the American Revolution with those sharp words of waking, you know. But I also have this other side, and I also, not but I also, but and I also have this other side of what is my truest purpose to help people heal and love and become sovereign. Mm. And I think these sides create this beautiful, like you. Yeah. Yes, we have that warrior side. I have the warrior mm -hmm. side. I am not. There is no. 
there's no uh, softness inside when it comes to like, here's the line. And yet the line is just, I'm going to love you to the end. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. And yeah. I just share that. That's beautiful. The doubling down. You're right. Is yeah. this child crying out, just prove that you love me. Yeah. And we are not sufficient enough to heal those wounds. They have to heal the wound. Yes. And God in his divinity is doing yes. this work right now where. Yes. Because yes. this is why I said, I was talking to a buddy the other night. We, we, oh man. Every time this has been like this whole year, getting these like four hour philosophical collisions, but it's in so much love. I mean, we just come away with so much love for each other, but I, I told him what I said in this podcast the other day, which triggered, I'm sure I lost a lot of followers and people tuned off. I said, Donald Trump's the greatest gift that the world's been given. And he's mm. like, why would you say that? He's like, well, you're polarizing people. You're saying that I have to believe that. I said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. You don't have to like him, vote for him or anything. It's just the era that everything's getting revealed. If we yep. had some middle of the road, like huckster smiling all the time and just like get along to play along, no one will get triggered. But right now, yeah. everyone, figured in this time and that's the gift because we can project that it's him we can project that i could be mad at you know my dad for the the violations he did to me all day long but i'm me now here yep and i have to deal with and heal me yes yes that that, absolutely well you know it's funny you know i i mean one of the things that's that shifted and it's really interesting and you know you talk about it's it's to watch you know it's it's like to watch it's a trip to become aware of like in oneself as i was saying earlier like this this adaptive like mind virus Hmm. and then to see people under the mind virus and for me both experiences and relationships and the cataclysm that happened after my show in 2018 like knocked me out of the mind virus and i and you know and i and i have a very you know i i think sometimes like you know it's so interesting i find and i'm gonna say it here you know i find it so strange and it's profound and is and 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 what a soul you know like mm-hmm. like donald trump's soul was basically like Project it all onto me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Let it out. Project your hate. Project yeah. your father wounds. Project yeah. your father hope. Project yes. your project. Go ahead. Let's go. Because what I what I view him as personally is the so- like for me he's the sovereignty president. Mm-hmm. And 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 a little bit of. New York Queens arrogance combined with old school manifestation affirmations do not 
Hitler make? Yeah, that's right. And there is this part of me that is weary of acting like, oh, I just, I, I, uh, I, I, having a, and I, you know, I remember my, my process of like making a Facebook post that said, this was like a little while ago, like about even a year ago, being Trump neutral. Hmm. You no, know, at the same time, you're like, we're living in a time where you have to be, there has to be fear around, because I remember when I was still in the, and it's like, and now, you know, sovereignty, liberty, and the essence, and the essence of, of the American idea and ideal. And actually reconnecting to that. Like, it's like, dude, the first thing you wanted to be, before you knew all the limitations, before you knew all this crap, because I still believe, and this is the thing, I, I, and this is why I do not like, you know, whether it's, you know, this narcissistic, postmodern, mark, cultural Marxist, critical race angle because it's designed to pit people against mm -hmm. and to keep people inside the wound and to keep people in like with little petty, again, like petty preteen victories. Oh, we took Uncle Ben off the box. Yay. It's like, uh-uh. You want to do the soul work, let's go. Yep, that's right. You want to confront that's the right. soul and heart. That's right. Because um, here's the thing, you know, they, you know, when I and you see all the, the manifest, manifestos, and I was like, it's like, you know, all these folks talk a good game, but I can tell you just from feeling their energy, they don't got the chops. That's right. To do what they really say they want to do. And so my thing is this, like, you can talk, like, and, and again, this, this topical treatment, and then to the point where it's manifested in this collective narcissistic thing that, whose identity is rooted in the problem. Right, right. And people, and, and so when I see this, you know, again, I remember, like, I remember having this, you know, in the way I've always, like, have never been down with the angle of critical race theory and cultural Marxism. Mm -hmm. I've never been down with it. But, there, but you know, when you watch the, the Yuri Bezmenov videos, about it, you realize, and, and even encountering, encountering that energy in my relationships. Mm by people who were going to school and being trained inside of that. And so you recognize that that also, that, so I have this intimate relationship hmm. with that energy. So when I see it and when I became aware of it, and then when I started to recognize, it's like, wait a second, huh? Like, these are questions that I had. Like, like how did the dude from The Apprentice, this is getting back to Trump, how did the dude from The Apprentice all of a sudden become Hitler Jr. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And at the same time, I'm like, you know, I was watching the mainstream media and I was like, look, he's he's a 
he's a, you know, I, I, I referred to him at the time as he's the arrogant, blah, 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 so what? You know, this, that, that other thing. He ain't saying nothing new. And then in my mind, I like, you know, in my narrow-minded uh, 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 leftist liberal box at the time, I was like, oh, well, I was like, I was just kind of following the tube. Yeah. yeah. In fact, one of, the, one of the biggest wake up moments, I was on a gig. And again, it's something that I've noticed about. And, you know, it's, I think there was a time in the timeline where this was stronger on the so-called, I think it's, I think as things are being revealed right now, things are scaling beyond left and right and it's becoming sovereignty, liberty, yep. dependency, in contrast to dependency, uh, good and the acknowledgement of sovereign beings versus evil. And evil simply meaning and this cryon allowed me to embrace evil, which is the definition of evil, which is when one uses the darkness with intention, not yes. the presence of darkness, but the using darkness with intention. So the evil. And so what I just began to recognize is like, one, I became aware of the mind virus that has conned people into thinking that, and in, and in a very dangerous way that like, and it's created this mass projection where all the things that are being done in the leftist mainstream media are being projected on. All the stuff that's coming by from the tyrannical governors is being projected on. And again, I, and there's this part of me that, you know, maybe is using this opportunity to, to, to let out. You know, I feel like I've, I think one, the sovereign person in me, the sovereign being in me doesn't want to be attached to side. any yeah. side. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I know what resonates. Yes. Yes. And when once, and so, oh, this wake up call. The first one is when I was talking about Ben Carson. I was on a gig and I was in this, and this is also, uh, for those who may be watching, like, we grow, we evolve. I was in the leftist fog and I was like, I arrogantly was like, I can't believe Ben Carson's a neurosurgeon because in my leftist Seattle world, I was like, He's Republican and he's black and he's not supposed to do those blah 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 blah. Mm. And the drummer on the gig just said, "Why?" And I was like, Psh. "Wow, wow!" I was like, and then I and then that began this moment. I was like, "Where, where did this? This is not how I used to view things." Wow. And I I felt the implanting. I felt the stuff Yuri Bezmenov's talking about. I thought, whoa. And then as stuff in my own personal realm began to shift, and when I start to see people afraid of sovereignty, afraid of going out, of being, and then I just, and then, and then like, and then once that started being removed, there became this openness and appreciation of Trump. Mm. And and then I know, and and then I got in tune with this humor part. Yeah. And then again, and like, and like, and it's like, and then and then I found it, and I, and then and I think 
you know, and I've been still trying to find my voice mm. and communicate. Cause you know, cause I'm not a cat. You're not going to see me with, with the, just cause it's not my bag. At the same time, I've been willing to lean in it, but like, you know, as far as, you know, I've always had my sin. Yeah. But I can't in good conscience, especially going through what I've gone through and, and have both the souls knowing, the intellectual knowing, and the hearts knowing, sit there and go, oh, yeah, uh, the dude that firmly funds historic black colleges is racist. Mm-hmm. The dude that appoints uh, black, uh, who, who, has a, who has a large amount of staff is black is a racist. A dude that a long time ago got his got his picture with the NAACP and was man of the year, yeah, for the NAACP, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, it's right, and then and then and then have to do convoluted, yeah. critical race, narcissistic mental gymnastics to put myself into a box that goes, "Oh, I agree with you," mm. because you presented this com. Yeah, none of that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's abuse. That's a, that's a, it's, it's, there's an abuse in that because it says don't listen to what your soul knows or what your heart knows. Go over here because a traumatized part of the world, or even in your environment, is saying he's evil. Yeah. And what they're doing is going here's their here's their pain. Put it in the projection. He's evil. Yeah. It's, it's so just to, yes, the greatest, because things are being revealed. Yeah. Everything's being revealed. And I, uh, man, I have friends that it's hard to stay connected because they're so antithetical to, to him, even though they miss that they're actually antithetical to their own sovereignty right but they and this post that i i did i don't know a while back it didn't get as much play and it's so fascinating but i said courage is currency Mm. and we have forgotten what courage is and Mm. perhaps never really were taught i mean who teaches courage a course on courage Right. Um, but I want, I want everyone to heal and be free and sovereign. And the only way to do that is to have either a drastic uh, evisceration of the paradigm, yes, which, which is coming on the collective, or have the courage to look at it like you did and I did and look at it and go into it and – I didn't want to be, I would rather, this is interesting, like someone just attempted suicide. My life wasn't something, I wanted truth more than I wanted to live. That That mm. is still, still now. Mm. And I want to live greatly. I am living. Yes. But I love truth more than anything. I would turn, I, will, I have turned every stone i have read i mean it doesn't 
Well, I remember I, I'm like, I need to read the Satanic Bible. Everyone, all these people are like, well, don't read. I'm like, I want to know. Right. If you don't want to know, that's on you. But I want to know. Right. I want to know what. The, and I look at, I read this document. I'm going to send it to you. It's called The Hidden Hand. Mm. Um, and this, The Hidden Hand is a document. It's just basically a chat room on one of these truths. Uh, it's not even on a board that I know what it was, but it was on some chat room for truthers. Um, and a, an elite global member explains how the world works. Mm. And he said he has, he had to, it was, what did they have to do? They have to disclose Yes. and they hide the truth in plain sight, all these things. And, um, he said, you'll never hear of me. And I am the lowest ranking of my, of these families and the families that, you know, us the third, um, 13 families are basically the PR face. They're not, they're nothing, but we think there's something even at that wow. level there. They're like, and he explains the whole thing. And he's part of the, they split the world up, not the world necessarily, but um, knowledge in like religion, philosophy, music, mm -hmm. art, politics, government, all these different things. So they bifurcated. So even this is, it's crazy. Like I have this book called, um, and I've recommended it. Uh, it's called Ideas Have Consequences. And they were talking about the idea in the in the south in in pre-civil war era being a gentleman was highly esteemed because a gentleman mm -hmm. was a scholar warrior mm -hmm. uh, craftsman mm -hmm. it was like a virtue to be a holistic yeah. human and we have lost the concept of holistic mm. paradigm to we've been bifurcated to you have a specialty in this degree or you're that degree mm -hmm. um and so what happens is only the people that hold the knowledge up top of that view hold the power because they bifurcated us on these like pie slices. And we think mm. we know everything, but we only know all that's within the slice of the pie that we've been told to study. And um, where I'm going with this is watching the news or or having a certain political ideology or having critical race theory being just, that's just a slice of the pie. And I don't understand why someone wouldn't want to listen to every Trump presser and have for their own knowledge, their own point of view versus keep listening to Chris Cuomo, who is an arrogant prick who makes more money than most humans in the United States or around the world will ever see in their lifetime. Lie. You know, like, I don't understand. I want to know. I want to read everything. I want to know what they know. I want to, you know, I want to read. I do read. Yeah. And that I feel secure. And I just, I think there's this time right now. If people don't choose it for themselves to, to really know the other side and come to like, like you're saying, look at Trump the way you had and, and wake into this it's very traumatic when these, the, the veil is going to get. Oh yeah. Ripped. No doubt. And I've often wondered if this says in the book of revelation that um, God wipes away all tears from our eyes. And so I, I would preach that, well, we're going to go to heaven someday and in heaven we cry, 
in this place that we think is pure bliss, we're crying in the presence of God and he has to wipe our tears away. And mm. I was like, you know, everyone talks about heaven is this like, you know, praise and worship or whatever they view it. But the Bible says clearly he wipes away our tears. But now I understand that it's actually here that the veil's mm. going to, there's going to be a lot of tears, but we get to hold space. Yes. Spirit is going to hold space. Yes. And there will be this healing. And so here we are, you know, here, here you and are. I are creating this very powerful. I, I feel, I have not felt this energy in a long time with talking to someone. Just this conversation, mm. even this is, this is one of the longest podcasts I've ever had and it's needed. Yes. Mm. And so thank you, brother. Oh, thank you, brother. Oh, man. Mm. Thank you. Oh, thank you. My <laughs> honor. You're such a beautiful soul. You're such a beautiful <laughs> man. And just thank you. Thank you. How, how I, I, I'm, I am moved and I deeply appreciate you. And I, it's <laughs> funny, you know, like I was just thinking about what saying a little bit earlier, just like, you know, I think that there is, you know, I remember, I remember, I think there is, is it, sometimes I use the word mind virus, sometimes when it gets in its most violent, it's just arrangement, but it's like this, I remember with a friend of mine who actually had my back during the breakdown and stuff, it was like, I remember trying to present just positive things, not even trying to convince them. And it was almost like, and that's even that, and I watched that even happen with me. And I think that, and, and I think is that people, there is this place of like, again, it's kind of like you said, it's like doing this for yourself, healing yourself, looking for the things you want for yourself. Um, choosing what you want or it like that's what it comes down you can be the space mm. you can provide and you can with humility rest in yourself in that knowing yes but i because i because it's just it's and so and then when the veil gets lifted all that humility offers the space mm. yes to wipe the tears and to support. So oh, I yeah. thank you for what you do and you're a beautiful soul. Thank you, bro. Being and, and, and man, just, just the bits of your, your story that you shared here and what I know it's, congratulations is the word that's coming forward. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'd be remiss if say where, where can people follow you and, and please everyone go listen uh, to my brothers. So, so I would say, uh, in, I, I'm going to be claiming the Instagram space. You can also follow me at, uh, all things, efb.com. Instagram will be good for, um, is going to be good for just interactive sharing. And I think I'm going to do more, especially with my songs as a goal. Yeah. I had, and then um, if you want to listen to, I mean, you can. The song that I've had out uh, since 2019, it's called "I'm Out." 
Uh, Evan Foy Barnes, I'm out. There's a link to it on all things EFB. Uh, and if you felt moved and inspired to purchase the song, if you want them, you can use your favorite um, uh, streaming site. But if you want funds to go to me quickly and directly, you can also find it on Bandcamp, Evan Foy Barnes at Bandcamp. Uh, and, and I'm still, even with all the madness, you know, like using the, the, uh, the Facebook page, if you want to go give a follow there. Awesome. And, and, uh, so, yeah. and, your, so, yeah. YouTube. and yeah. your YouTube page. Yeah. And the YouTube page. Yep. Yeah. I'll put all, I'm going to put all the links in the show notes and, um, I'm going to get this, uh, it's interesting. I have these other podcasts recorded, but I yeah. keep recording and then i'm like no this one's we're this one's gonna go out tomorrow so i will get right. out and we're gonna we're gonna touch the hearts and souls and brother bless infinite 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 blessings to you brother thank you brother it's been an honor lucas thank you so much well thank you everyone for listening brother evan <laughs> incredible to connect with you to hear your story and to walk with you in this journey and to my dear brothers and sisters all around the world, I honor you. Increase your light. Face your traumas. Go in. If you need help, you're not alone. You reach out to me. Reach out to any of these beautiful souls that have been on the podcast. And you're not alone. And you get to be free. And it's okay to question. It's okay to um, leave forms of family, function, religion, belief structures, wherever you are, wherever you want to be, it's okay to, to leave and choose something new. That is it, to choose. The, the universal law of free will, our divine right to choose is our greatest gift. And so use that, choose wisely, choose, choose you. And I bless you all. I'm so honored. Um, if you need any help, go to my website. If you please go look up Evan's uh, stuff. I'll put those in the, the show notes and the links. And I just bless you all. I look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. <music>